We are stoked to tell you about our first sponsor, Anchor. If you're like us and you want to start a podcast but have no idea where to start, listen up. So when we first decided to start a podcast, we were looking for a way to put your brain on weird out to the most people um, without having to do the most work. We are so happy that we found Anchor because they distribute our show to apps like Spotify and Apple Podcasts for us. This means that our listeners can find us wherever they already listen without having to download anything new. Once you're ready to get going, just create an account and start recording. They have the tools you need to record and edit your podcast. You can even edit on the go from your phone. Anchor has everything you could possibly want, including free transition sounds and photos that you can use to build your show. Not only that, but you can start making money as soon as you release your first episode. The best part is that all of this is free. So if you want to make a podcast, go to anchor.fm and get started today. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M. By supporting them, you're supporting podcasts like us, too. Your Brain on Weird is recorded in private homes in a state where marijuana is recreationally legal. This show's content is intended for adult audiences only. And welcome back to Your Brain on Weird. I'm Jess. And I'm Sam. And this is a podcast where we get really high and talk about weird stuff and weed. Yes. Yeah. This month, during Halloween season, we are telling extra scary stories. Yes. It is my favorite. Yes. How are you doing? Uh, I'm doing pretty good, actually. It was a nice song. Um, that was a nice song you just sang there. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. I might. You know what? I'm doing good, <laughs> but I'm actually stuck right now, and I got oh. I got to change chairs. <laughs> okay. I can't fucking do the rolling chair, man. All right, hang on. You just get stuck in one place or something. I did. Oh. I got stuck. Well, at least with a non-rolling chair, you're stuck in a good place. Exactly. Yeah, That's what okay. I'm like, fine. I have, I, I'm too gay to like sit in my chair straight, you know, so. <laughs> why is that a thing? I don't know why that's a so thing. Strange. But goddamn, it is a thing. <laughs> maybe, maybe it's the correlation between being queer and also having ADHD. That could be it. Because I feel like yeah. sometimes like, I feel like sometimes I sit weird in chairs, but I also <laughs> never stop readjusting myself. Yes, true. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure you know better than I do, but I never stop moving, and I'm sure you have to cut out a bunch of background noise at all the time. Anyways. I mean, I have great. to do it on my side, too, so it's fine. Oh, perfect. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what I meant. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Anyway, okay. Well. I'm glad you're great. Thanks. Um, very, very good news. I get my new mattress delivered on Thursday. Nice. I nice. am so fucking excited, dude. Oh my yes. god. It has been a long time coming. Nick and I are suffering constantly. Yeah. Um, so hopefully uh, a nice mattress will not end our suffering, but like make it a little bit more bearable. Maybe alleviate I'll be able to sleep. it. Yeah, alleviate. That is a great word. Great word. Is that where Aleve comes from? 
Probably, dude. Holy shit. They were sitting in the office trying to pick a name. And the guy was like, all right, everyone, we need something to name this thing that's going to alleviate people's pain. And some guy in the in the room was just like, I don't know, Aleve. And everyone was like, great, great name. <laughs> Son, you get a raise. Thanks, Aleve. <laughs> Thanks for being the only fucking painkiller that I'm not allergic to either. Yeah, I, uh, I started taking specifically just Aleve recently for that reason. <laughs> and CBD. Thanks, CBD. I'm also getting CBD soon. Yes. Yeah, so I'm really excited about our mattress. Yeah. Basically, that's the only thing going on right now in my life. Um, Besides that bomb-ass milkshake that I had at work today. Yes, I need one. Wait, what was it again? Okay, so I made these bars, and I call them magic bars. I think other people might also call them magic bars, but I have only ever heard of them referred to as crack bars or cum bars. Oh, yikes. Okay. <laughs> so obviously I couldn't sell them as that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. So it's like a graham cracker crust and I put peanut butter chips, chocolate chips, and walnuts on top. And then you cover it all in sweetened condensed milk and bake it. And it, like, comes out, like, caramely, gooey, like, the chips okay. melt a little bit. It's, like, I've definitely soft. had those before. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. There's – sometimes people put coconut in it. Like, coconut Ooh. and chocolate chips are usually, like, the standard and then, like, chocolate chips and walnuts. But I was like, fuck it. We have peanut butter chips. I'm absolutely going to put those in here. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm, I'm mm-hmm. definitely, I already have ideas bouncing around in my head for a 420 version of it <sighs> where I'm going to put every single type of chocolate chip that we have in it. Nice. And it's going to be like nice. this thick. Also, I'm getting pretzels for it. <gasps> oh, my God. So anyways, my boss put it in a milkshake for me with some coffee, some espresso, because she was trying to, like, see if she could melt down the bar in hot espresso to, like, make it a latte drink. And it didn't work. But it made a bomb-ass milkshake. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Clutch. <sighs> well, I bet. Yeah. Hmm. That made my day. I bet, like, you could figure out how to make, like, a similar flavor. In a latte yeah, well, without having to, like, actually grind down the, like, Yeah, so that's what we were good. thinking. So we have, like, a bunch of syrups in-house. So I was thinking, like, hazelnut, mocha, obviously. And yeah. then we have a toffee syrup. So, uh-huh, uh-huh. oh yeah, like, that, that would, would be good. Or, like, caramel Something. instead. Like, caramel and vanilla. But that's, like, that's getting up there. That's, like, four different syrups. And, like... They get weird. Ugh, I guess the hardest part would be the peanut butter. Yeah, so that's why I was thinking hazelnut. Yeah, hazelnut would the, be way better. That's the yeah. only nut syrup we have, you know? And I don't even think they... I mean, they probably make peanut butter syrup. But we're not going to get it specifically for this one thing. We do have peanut butter powder. And mm. I don't know if you've ever had that before, like in a coffee. We have some of that, yeah. We used yeah, to put it in pancakes. <laughs> That's protein a really pancakes. good idea. Yeah, protein pancakes. I eat so much peanut butter. Holy shit. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we like it. It's like it gets weird in especially ice drinks. Oh, it, like, yeah. Re like solidifies the fat Ugh. particles, and then you end up with this like weird layer. It's not good. That doesn't. So sound I'm good not at doing all. that. Yeah. No. Okay. So we'll just stick to our weird milkshake for now. I think. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, and well, then the other great. thing is, oh shit, I didn't even pick a card today um oh, i didn't i didn't either okay hang on um, <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> so 
So we started um, planning our Thanksgiving pre-order menu, oh, and yeah. we're not. So we're not doing um, any sort of like food. It's all going to be bakery items. So I'm very excited. This is like my first like menu, and it's mine. Like mm-hmm. I'm making everything on it. And so we decided on pecan pie, pumpkin pie, uh-huh. and then peanut butter chocolate pie Uh and all of them can be gluten-free because i've been working on a gluten-free pie crust Nice. and then we're also gonna do like brioche rolls like as like a pack so people can bring them and then like loaves of bread and then i'm also gonna do cinnamon raisin english muffins for like the day after oh my god dude yeah fuck I don't know what I'm doing for Thanksgiving, but I'm probably going to have to just, like, chuck a ton of money at you for all those things. <laughs> all right. Well, you can just come to my house for Thanksgiving. We're not doing anything. I was going to say. I don't know. Yeah. I'll have to talk to my parents. I don't know what they're doing. But, but yeah. I don't know. Because it's, it's like, so what did somebody call it? I saw somebody call it something on, like, the, the their pandemic pod or something like that. Like, my wow, pandemic very pod. good. Like, my yeah. group of people that I've been hanging out with during the pandemic that I trust. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I don't yeah. want to stray too far out of that. And Thanksgiving yeah. is, like, one of those things where I feel like you have to... Yeah. It's pretty funny because we're actually specifically only offering packs of four for rolls and muffins and stuff because we are trying to discourage large orders so people will like stay distanced and stuff even though it's thanksgiving okay that's really smart yeah yeah we were like okay we could sell them in packs of six but technically you're not supposed to have a gathering of six or more right yeah so we'll just sell them in packs of four yeah Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yes but can you buy multiple packs of four i mean you can but like it's harder. It is harder. So then you end up with extra rolls and... I mean, I'm okay with that. <laughs> I mean, I'm okay with that too. Oh, I'm also making like regular muffins as well. So so I'm really excited about that. I'm really yeah. excited. Yeah. 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 So that's, that's that. How are you well, doing? Well, that's exciting. It um, is. I'm very good, actually. I'm doing pretty great. My only complaint is that I've had a wicked bad headache all day. <laughs> But I chugged a ton of water. And also, I think it's just because it's been raining, like, really hard all day. And it's been cloudy all day. And the pressure is fucking with me. Yeah. So um, now that it stopped raining, of course, my headache went away. Which I'm very grateful for. Because I was in a lot of pain. Um, But Jeff and I went to the dispensary and got some stuff. I got some new new edibles that are 50% THC and 50% CBD. And I'm pretty stoked for those. I ate one. At the beginning of the episode, so by the time I have we'll to talk, see. I'll be like, Ooh. I only ate one, so it's okay. Um, <laughs> also, we went to the huge, the like Wines and More. Have you been to one of those before? Yeah, they had one in Cranston. Yeah. Uh, we went to the one that's like near the dispensary, and I got this kombucha. It's The brand is Juneshine, and it's called Midnight Painkiller. It's coconut, pineapple, orange, and nutmeg, and it's got activated charcoal in it, so I think oh, it's going to pour like black. I haven't opened it yet, which oh, I'm going to do right now. Shit. Wait, yeah. you don't take any medication, do you? No. Uh-uh. Okay, good. Yeah. No, thank you for asking. Hey, this is a PSA in case anyone doesn't yeah. know if you're on any sort of medication like any sort of medication 
including hormones, birth control, antidepressants, allergy medication. The effects will be neutralized if you drink or eat activated charcoal uh-huh. because it's primarily used as a medical thing. So if you're on yes, any medication, you. don't consume activated charcoal. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. No, thank you. Thank you for bringing that up. But it yeah, did it did pour while you were talking. I, I poured it. And it did pour this like really weird gray color. It looks so like. So that's cool. Okay, sorry. It looks like sink water. It kind of does look like sink water. <laughs> it's Hopefully it doesn't taste like sink water. <laughs> it does not. Good. That's good. Is it good? Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. Hell yeah. It's gluten free and it's 6% alcohol. So I'm pretty stoked. Um, nice. So I got that, which is cool, because I haven't been allowing myself to drink any fancy beverages because I'm still unemployed. Mm -hmm. But with the theme of treating myself, we then went to Lowe's and I bought a couple of plants for our house. um, And that was great. So yeah, it's been good. It's been good. I had a nice day. I'm glad, despite your headache, that you had a nice day. Oh, God. Well, okay. So it's like... (laughs) I got the thing where I woke up, I had a really bad headache, and I'm like, on my phone, I'm looking up, like, symptoms for COVID. Oh, my God. And I, because I know that headache is one of them, so I'm, like, looking at, like, what's accompanied with the headache, and everything is telling me, like, okay, if you have a headache, you're probably going to have some other weird symptom. And I'm still just like, no, what if it's, like, what if it's COVID? It was just COVID. So I was telling Jeff earlier today, I'm like, if I wake up tomorrow and I still have a headache, I'm going and getting a COVID test. And Jeff's like, it's fine. You just have a headache. And I'm like, nope, I'm going to do it. And he's like, I'm sure. Fine. Do you? <laughs> yeah, go ahead. <laughs> oh, also, my car wouldn't start the other day. Oh, which yeah. Which I'm sure you saw me tweet about. <sighs> Joe's very upset because. The Mazda. I love my car so much. I love the fuck out of that thing. So whenever something happens to it, I like, I didn't get like any sleep the night after it like didn't start because I was like so worried about my car. I was like, oh, not like I need it. Like, where am I going? I haven't really been going anywhere. Jeff's been driving me everywhere. <laughs> um, that's probably why it didn't start, dude. <laughs> when was the last time you started it? So that's the thing. Jeff and I, yeah. <laughs> Jeff and I went out the next morning, and he was like, it- "It's probably just the battery." And I'm like, "I don't know, man. It was making a pretty awful sound, which it still is. I think that there's at least a loose piece of metal underneath it again." Okay, well, same. Yeah, <laughs> all so- the time. <laughs> So we went out and Jeff was like, I'm just going to jump start it. So Jeff jump started it and it was fine. Okay, um, yeah. So it was just my battery, but I gave myself a panic attack for a full like 24 hours because I was just like, oh no, I don't want to have to like junk my car. I don't want to have to get rid of my car. Even though Jeff also bought me, wow, I'm sorry, I'm slinging updates at you right now. Jeff also bought me an electric scooter. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> It's like one of the, have you been on like the lime scooters or like the bird scooters in a city They look before? like a razor scooter, right? Yeah, yeah. A but razor like, scooter with a little doot on it? Yeah. With like, yeah, with a little motor on it. It's really sick, dude. So we ordered like a new charger and uh, some new tires for it because it's like a really old one. Um, but oh it works perfectly. So that's so fucking cool. That. So if something ever does happen to my car, I'll just freaking use the electric scooter. It'll be great. Oh my god. We zoom oh in. Oh my god. That so now great. I have the moped and I have the electric scooter. I know. Why do I, I even need like, a car anymore? <laughs> the moped man. I gotta fix the moped. For anyone who doesn't know, I have a 1974, 75 uh, Gorelli moped from Italy. And it's just been gathering dust for the last few years because I can't figure out how to get it to run. 
because I don't know shit about two-stroke engines, so... Well... One day. Nick knows some about two-stroke engines, so he might be able to help. He says he's worked on bikes before, so... Well... I'm not sure how different it is, Okay, but yeah. Next time you guys come visit, maybe he can poke at it and see if he can figure it out. Okay, that sounds good. Because that would be great. I'd love to be able to ride that thing. Mm -hmm. Anywho... Oh, I have one more thing. Okay. (laughs) And then I'll stop talking. Um... Next week, I wanted to announce this because I'm excited. Next week, we're like both uh, a visual thing. We're both like holding our hands up, like stoked. Um, Praise. Next week, we are, Hail Satan, we are recording an episode with our two very good friends, Seth and Chelsea. Um, For anybody who's seen some of the art that Seth has done for us, it's on our website. And um, we've posted on Twitter and so on and so forth. But uh, they're both really fucking cool people. Seth is like a very, you know, he's a he's an activist. He's very vocal, um, and we appreciate about them about him. And Chelsea is just like a really fucking sweet person. So we're stoked, and they're gonna oh come on God. and talk about whatever they want because I trust them. I was like, yeah. just freaking write down whatever you want to talk about, and we'll talk about it. <laughs> so. I'm so excited. I've never got to like talk to them face to face. Chelsea yes. is the missing third wheel that we never knew we needed. Like it, it's very true. It's it's because for for a long time, Seth and I always had a third, or wow, Sam and I always had a third person in our like little group, you know. And then like the, that third person would do something that pissed us off or whatever, drop off whatever. and so on and so forth. <laughs> but we've always just felt like Chelsea was the missing piece. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Uh. Anyway. So that's very exciting. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. Holy shit. Holy shit. So we don't know what the topic's going to be, but I'm sure it's going to be something really fucking good. (laughs) Oh, they're also starting their own uh, podcast about the paranormal soon, so. Yes. Very Mm -hmm. exciting. I'm very excited. (sighs) I just, I just love them. Yes. Seth, Chelsea, I'm very excited for you to come on our show. I'm so fucking stoked. I'm so excited. (laughs) okay the only thing that sucks is that they live in a state where um marijuana isn't recreational so they're unable to partake with i think i'm just gonna send them some money for beer yeah close enough i managed to push every single all right well seth seth just texted me like five minutes ago so i'm just (laughs) weird it's weird sam and i were literally just talking about you (laughs) okay okay are we ready i'm so very ready (laughs) I got okay. my weird kombucha. This is your weird on kombucha. This is your brain on booch. Ew. Get that no? kombucha. <laughs> mm. I hate it that. Up. So bad. Okay. No. Okay. Well, I'm just going to erase that from my brain. Moving on. <laughs> um, okay. <clears throat> so, for this week, in honor of Halloween, yeah. I am going to tell you an actual story like a story like fable tale oh um so what i'm going to do yes i am going to do a dramatic reading of the legend of sleepy hollow okay (laughs) holy shit i crave this yeah like the best idea you've had yet Okay. Thank you. Besides okay. the whole food thing, but anyway. Oh my god. Okay. Okay. Thank you. I was like, 
Nick gave me the idea. So nice. thank you, Nick. Nice. Well, he was like, why don't you just talk about Sleepy Hollow? And I was like, well, I could. Or I could do something else with Sleepy Hollow. Nice. So I will start out with some background. Okay. Um, so The Legend of Sleepy Hollow is a story by the American author Washington Irving. And it was contained or published originally in a book of 34 different poems the sketchbook of jeffrey crayon gent was the name of the book oh okay yes interesting (laughs) interesting so the legend of sleepy hollow was first published in 1820 it is however based off of a place Mm -hmm. um it's Based, placed, takes place. What the fuck is the word I'm t- looking for? Takes all place. All of those. All of those. Okay. Words. Okay. Okay. So the story takes place in 1790 in the Dutch settlement of Terrytown, New York. Okay. So this is semi-local, and I actually didn't know that it was based off of a real place, and it was in New York. Also, on my way home to get. To get home from work, there was a place, there was a, like an apartment complex called Sleepy Hollow. Wow. <laughs> That's all. <sighs> I love synchronicities uh, related to things that we're talking about on the podcast. Yeah, it's very weird. I used, to, I literally used to drive by it every single day for five years. Never noticed it. it. No, I like, I looked at it every single day. No, that was the thing is I like oh, okay. purposefully looked at it every day and I was oh. like, Sleepy Hollow. There it is. And it's not actually that popular of a name. Um, There's been a couple places um, in the United States that have (laughs) one one place in Illinois is named Sleepy Hollow. There's a place, a town in California and a town in Wyoming that have all adopted the name Sleepy Hollow off of this story. All right. I just thought that was fun. Some guy was like, I really fucking like that story. Just name the town after it. That's literally what happened. Oh, wait. One of these towns? I'm getting all of my information from Wikipedia. Okay. As usual. So the town that this place is based off of, North Terrytown, New York, um, where the events took place, Mm -hmm. and actually where the main legend from the story, The Headless Horseman, is an actual urban legend of Terrytown, New York, and has been for several hundred years. Okay, yeah. So, like, this story is based off of, like, a real legend. So, I think that's cool, too. That is really cool. So, the village officially changed their name in 1997. This book Very had such, like, an impact on it that, like, several hundred years later, they decided to change their name. Yeah. Which is weird, but okay. I didn't realize so <clears throat> so I knew that I knew that like Sleepy Hollow wasn't always Sleepy Hollow. You know, like yeah. I, like that wasn't the name of the town, but I didn't realize that they had officially changed their name to that. Yeah. So that's really cool. All right. So to paint like a wider picture, I guess. Um it's right on the Hudson River and it's in a valley and there is Terrytown, which is like the main town, and then there's also North Terrytown, which is like a like a village. 
of theirs. So okay. North Terrytown is the one that changed their name to Sleepy Hollow, but Terrytown is still Terrytown. Oh, gotcha. All right. Okay. So this is going to be an abridged version <laughs> because the original was like, I mean, it's a short story, um, but it was like 21 pages long. I had also never read it. There's, you know, hundreds of adapt- adaptations of the story. Yeah. Like, as I'm sure you're aware. Uh-huh. Um, I've ne- also never read or, like, heard the original, so. Yeah, me neither. So I read it, and I was like, holy shit, there's a reason people do you're um, like, this an is good updated version of it. Well, there's a reason people <laughs> do an updated version of it, because the original writing is very... 1820 you know it's very prose it's very like lengthy and uh-huh uh-huh which is why it's gonna make the perfect dramatic reading yes (laughs) dude i've been doing like random uh like ancestry like research because i found an old binder that had like my ancestry in it uh and so i uh i've been on like newspapers.com and like reading old newspapers and stuff like that from like the 1700s and 1800s that's insane like, dude yeah holy it's, shit it's been a lot of fun actually hold on let me show you yeah yeah let me show you this so i've got this binder that my grandparents made for me because they when my grandmother was still living they did a lot of research on our genealogy and stuff like that which grandparents uh my father's parents okay um so this is my these are my second great-grandparents. So my great-great-grandparents. These two on the top. Wow. That is Mary Catherine Hutchison. Wow. Which, also, I really like his hair. Yeah, that's a look. Swag. I love that. Um, so I've been trying to find out more about her because I, like, I don't know, something about, like, her picture. Just, like, she, like, is dressed very, like, differently and her hair is done very differently from, like, a lot of people. So I've been trying to research her, but uh, my part of my family, what what portion is it? I don't know. It's somewhere in here. But part of my ancestors were from Logan County, Kentucky, which is like two counties over from Hopkinsville, Kentucky. What? Where the Hopkinsville encounter took place. And it's also like, yeah. Everything goes back to hellier, man. Yeah. Yeah. I just thought that was really fucking That's cool. That's very I saw, cool. I saw Logan County, Kentucky, and I was like, oh, where in Kentucky is that? And you're like, like, right there. That's not that far away. No, it wasn't that far. So Very cool. That was neat. It's been a fun time. I just mm-hmm. don't know, like, how to research stuff like that, so. Yeah, I don't either. I've definitely been curious to know what my lineage is, because I literally don't know anything after my grandparents. Like, I have no yeah. idea. And even my grandparents' story is very fuzzy to me. Some things, like, that my parents have told me just, like, don't match up. So I, like, don't know what's actually real. Oh, man. Yeah. Anybody who knows anything about genealogy, can you, like, give us some pointers so we can figure out where to go with this? Yeah. (laughs) I don't want to do the DNA test. Please don't recommend that to me. I'm not really interested in doing that. Also, it's expensive, so fuck you. Second of all, it might help us catch... The Zodiac Killer, though, you know? Okay, that's true. I will give that credit. That's how they caught the... Fuck. Golden State Killer? Mm-hmm. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. I just get weirded out by it. I don't want people having my DNA. Don't touch that. That's mine. Don't touch it. Put that back. 
promise you you don't want to clone it i promise i promise you don't want another me okay ready yes this is also edited for time and uh modern political correctness thank you for that (laughs) thank you i want to like cringe my way through it it's literally (laughs) what it was i was reading it i was like oh damn we're like we're just (laughs) gonna take this out (laughs) okay so the legend of sleepy hollow in the bosom of one of those spacious coves which indent the eastern shore of the hudson at that broad expansion of the river denominated by the ancient dutch navigators the tappan zee and where they will always prudently shorten sail and implore the protection of St. Nicholas, there lies a small market town which is generally known by the name of Terrytown. Also, I would like to say the author is, for some reason, obsessed with Dutch people. Like, he fucking loves the Dutch. I kind of get it. Like, I get it, but he, he, like, so many times during this, he's like, oh, the Dutch, blah, 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 is, like, great. And I'm just like, you're just saying the word Dutch a lot. Interesting. So it's very weird. That is really Um, weird. (laughs) Maybe he's, like, trying to, like, seduce a Dutch person. He's writing Maybe. (laughs) With his short stories. Yeah. Mm It's like it's like read my script only like the the like <laughs> the old version the old version yeah love it <sighs> this might be true all right Terrytown this name was given by the good housewives of the adjacent county from the inveterate propensity of their husbands to linger around the village tavern on market days huh I don't get it I don't know what Terry means. Oh, 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 you know what? It This is actually really weird. I had to look this up when I was doing research for um the last episode, the possession episode, because there was a quote in that episode that used the word Terry, and I had to figure out another way to say it. It okay. means it means like care like continuing on or like waiting or like oh. it's like a it's like a like lingering period i guess yeah okay yeah. oh well i guess that makes sense why they called it Terrytown then because their husbands were hanging out at the bar on market day and they weren't coming home as soon as market was over oh so the housewives were like we're going to name the town after our lazy husbands who do correct. nothing but stand around correct wow. um <laughs> The good housewives do a lot of talking in this story as well. They have like okay, a very cool. prominent voice, which I think is fun. I do like that. Not far from this village, perhaps about two miles, there is a little valley among high hills, which is one of the quietest places in the whole world. A small brook murmurs through it, and with the occasional whistle of a quail or tapping of a woodpecker, is almost the only sound that will ever break the uniform tranquility. The dominant spirit that haunts the region, this enchanted region, is the apparition of a figure on horseback without a head. It is said to be the ghost of a Hessian trooper, I don't know what that means, whose head had been carried away by a cannonball in some nameless battle during the Revolutionary War, and who is ever seen by the country folk hurrying along in the gloom of the night as if on the wings of the wind. The specter is known at all all country firesides by the name of the Headless Horseman of Sleepy Hollow. 
Yeah. There he is. There he is. So we we met him. <laughs> and now we're going to meet our main character, whose name is Ichabod Crane. He's oh. a Connecticut native. Yeah. <laughs> who tarried in Sleepy Hollow for the purpose of instructing the children in the vicinity. He was tall and exceedingly lank, with narrow shoulders, long arms and legs, hands that dangled a mile out of his sleeves, and feet that might have served for shovels. His head was small and flat on top, with huge ears, large green glassy eyes, and a long snipe nose, so that it looked like a weathercock perched upon his spindle neck to tell which way the wind blew. So mean. So he just got roasted, dude. He's yeah, the main character of the story, and he just got roasted. <laughs> so okay, this is so <laughs> random, but um, uh, I think it was, and that's why we drink covered Sleepy Hollow like a couple episodes back. Uh, so oh, like recently. Okay. Um, that's and yeah, I was like gonna say that. I was like, wait, but I know you like you aren't not caught up at all. Not them, even so you not like even a wouldn't bit. have known. Um, but they were talking about how, like, Ichabod Crane was, like, charming and, like, like everyone, everyone loved him so much. And, like, I don't know how accurate that was, but that seemed very mean. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't you know. Okay? Did you ever see the um, Disney version of The Legend of Sleepy Hollow? I think I did just like a really fucking long time ago. Yeah, okay. So that version of Ichabod Crane is very close to this description of him. Okay. Okay. Um, So despite all of that, he was pretty beloved through the town. Um, I didn't take a lot of the description from that section because it was, holy shit, like a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he... He's basically homeless, and he lives with a farmer, and he helps out with all the farm chores, and he is the school teacher in town, so he, like, known, he's, like, actually a really good teacher, like, mm-hmm. all the kids love him, and, like, after school, he, like, plays, like, with the gu- with the boys in his class, like, after school, and, like, goes around their house and like he's always trying to pilfer dinner which is pretty funny but he's like so he like goes around to these kids parents and like (laughs) has dinner with them or gets tea with them and then like hangs around if they have like a pretty sister or (laughs) (laughs) nice okay sure yeah i'm about yeah (laughs) um So he does that, and along the way, he picks up, like, all the scary ghost stories and stuff like that. He was also the choir master. So, like, during church, he... He like got a but he got a few of his like fucking like school kids together, and he's like, "All right, we're gonna sing hymns," and sing. (laughs) And he was known for having like the deepest voice, and you could just hear it like like well above everyone else's like wow. yeah sounds like jeff's voice honestly yes <laughs> yes um oh yes he was moreover esteemed by the women as a man of great erudition for he had read several books quite through 
Ah. Which apparently is an accomplishment. And was a perfect master of Cotton Mather's History of New England Witchcraft. Oh, Cotton Mather's was in the last episode. Do you remember that? Yeah, dude. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Okay, cool. So cool. Cool. Ichabod Crane fucking loves his book. Um, okay. Oh, his appetite for the marvelous was extraordinary. Another of his sources of fearful pleasure was to pass long winter evenings with the old Dutch wives as they sat spinning by the fire with a row of apples roasting and spluttering on the hearth. Food. And listening to their marvelous tales of ghosts and goblins, haunted bridges and haunted houses, and p- particularly of the Headless Horseman. Nice. So he's Sounds like great. us. <laughs> yeah. He's uh-huh. like. I like this guy. He fucking loves spooky shit, and he, like, goes out of his way to hang out with people who tell the stories, which is pretty funny. Can't oh, write. yeah. Another descri- another thing that the author described, like, in length in this story was, like, food. And <laughs> I didn't, I, like, nice. spared you from it. But, like, okay. so okay. Ichabod is, like, a really tall, skinny, lanky guy, and he's always, like, a little hungry because he, like, doesn't make that much as a school teacher. You know, he lives in a barn, like, so he's, like like dreams like of like these like eloquent banquets and like he the author describes how they prepare every single bird and like it's pretty good wow if you're interested in some food descriptions he fucking he's got that down man yeah if you liked our intro where we talked a lot about food then yeah 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 (laughs) among the musical disciples who assembled one evening in each week to receive his instruction in psalmody was Katrina Van Tassel, the only child of a substantial Dutch farmer. She was a blooming lass of fresh 18, plump as a partridge, ripe and melting, and a rosy cheeked as one of her father's peaches, and universally famed not merely for her beauty, but her vast expectations. She was the only child of a rich farmer. She was yeah. gonna be rich. Great. So of course. So all the dudes are like, "I want to marry her." Yeah. So of course, <laughs> Ichabod st- starts like trying to woo this woman because he fucking goes to his house and like sees all like the healthy farm animals and stuff, and just starts picturing a Christmas feast, <laughs> like you do. So he, so he's not necessarily interested in her. He's interested in the food that he will acquire yes. by marrying her. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Like she's pretty, and it would be nice to like have her as a wife. But like first and foremost, I I'm pretty sure on everyone's like brain is the money. You know. Yeah. Um. Ichabod's main rival was a guy named. Brom Van Brunt. He was the hero of the country road. He was broad-shouldered, with short curly black hair, and a bluff but not unpleasant countenance, having the mingled air of fun and arrogance. From his Herculean frame, he had received the nickname of Brom Bones. Okay, nice. This hero had for some time singled out the blooming Katrina for the objection of his uncouth gallantries, and though his amorous toyings were something like a gentle caress of a bear, it was whispered that she did not altogether discourage his hopes. 
So they were like teenagers flirting, you know? Yeah, yeah. And they were into it. Also, his name is Bone. (laughs) (laughs) So as basically the main courtier of Katrina, um, (laughs) he was Ichabod's main rival, right? So he's trying to like, you know, charm Katrina and also like show that he is trying to court her because back during this time period it was a very public affair so there's like prominent displays of very pointed actions like going over to the father's house and like tying your horse up like directly in front of the door so everyone knows that it's you that's there yeah. And so if any other rivals like or potential love interests try to like come by, they like ride by and they see the the guy's horse sitting there and they're like, uh-huh. "Oh, too late." <laughs> wow. The modern modern equivalent would be just like driving by your crush's house and like seeing another yeah. person, like Being another like, person's oh, car. Stop by. Like- and then you're like, "Oh, never mind." <laughs> yeah. Yep. Oh. So because Brahm had been, um, like, publicly wooing Katrina for a while. So when Ichabod stepped in, it was a very prominent display of, I'm, like, stepping to you now. Like, we're, like, I'm going to get her to marry me first, basically. Yeah. yeah. Um, so Brahm was like, let's settle this like men and fucking throw hands. And mm-hmm. Ichabod was like, no thanks. Do you see me? Um, <laughs> literally. He's like, bro, you're going to snap me in half. Please don't. Yeah. yeah. So <clears throat> Bones and his gang of Rough Riders smoked out Ichabod's singing school by stopping up the chimney, broke into the schoolhouse at night, and turned everything topsy-turvy. But what is still more annoying, Brom took opportunities of turning him to ridicule in the presence of his mistress. Oh. He was embarrassing him in front of Katrina. That's not very nice. That's so funny. Um, So, they use uh, some not nice names for black people in this book. Uh. Not awful, but still not great. So I'm not going to say it. Okay, good. Um, <laughs> so Ichabod is teaching school one day, and his class was suddenly interrupted by the appearance of a messenger mounted on the back of a rag- ragged colt. He came clattering up to the school door with an invitation to Ichabod to attend a merrymaking to be held that evening at Myrner Van Tassel's. A merrymaking. A merrymaking. Hey, there's a party at my house tonight. You should come by. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what that was. I'm going to start calling all my parties merrymakings. Merrymaking. Merry when meet. I get to have them again. Oh. Sad. Sad. Okay. <laughs> um, 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 um. So, this is at Katrina's house. That's who that is. That's her dad. Okay. 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 Um. The gallant Ichabod now spent at least an extra half an hour at his toilet, brushing and furbishing up his only suit of rusty black. What color is rusty black, by the way? Rusty black? It's just gross, apparently. Okay. Yeah. 
So that he might make his appearance in the true style of a cavalier, he borrowed a horse from the farmer with whom he was staying. So he wanted to look like a knight. Um, the animal was a broken down plow horse that had outlived almost everything but his viciousness. His name was Gunpowder. Nice. Ichabod was a suitable figure for such a steed. He rode with short stirrups, which he which brought his knees nearly up to the pommel of the saddle. His sharp elbows stuck out like a grasshopper's. He carried his whip perpendicularly in his hand, like a scepter, and as his horse jogged on, the motion of his arms was not unlike the flapping of a pair of wings. <laughs> so he just gets roasted again. <laughs> flapping around back there yeah so he puts his horse in the stable and he goes inside and they fucking spend another page and a half describing the buffet that all of the dutch wives had prepared he's like the dutch wives had outdone themselves and i was like okay um Uh so he ate a bunch they told some ghost stories he danced around with katrina and like it was all, like, well and good. And then, like, party's winding down. Everyone's leaving. And Ichabod only lingered behind, according to the custom of country lovers, to have a tete-a-tete, tete-a-tete with the heiress, fully convinced that he now was on the high road to success. Something, however, I fear me, must have gone wrong, for he sallied forth after no very great interval with an air quite desolate and chopfallen. Without looking to the left or the right, he went straight to the stable, and with several hearty cuffs and kicks, roused his steed most uncourteously. Oh no. So he oh, got no. rejected. Oh no, he got rejected. Oh man. Yeah. Alright, well, it's unfortunate. That's pretty funny. Yikes. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> so he's pretty sad and he's like sighing a lot. <laughs> and, you know, it's like pretty late at night. It's dark. They'd been telling ghost stories. So all the stories of the ghosts and goblins that he had heard earlier now came crowding upon his recollection. He would, moreover, soon be approaching the very place where many of the scenes of the ghost stories had been laid. Just ahead, where a small brook crossed the road, a few rough logs lying side by side served for a bridge. A group of oaks and chestnuts, matted thick with wild grapevines, threw a cavernous gloom over it. Ichabod gave gunpowder half a score of kicks in his starvingling ribs, and attempted to dash briskly across the bridge. But instead of starting forward, the perverse old animal only plunged into the opposite side of the road, into a thicket of brambles. What? Okay. His horse is very stubborn. So, he came to stand just by the bridge with a suddenness that nearly sent his rider startling over the head. Just at this moment, in the dark shadow on the margin of the brook, Ichabod beheld something huge, misshapen, black, and towering. It stirred not, but seemed gathered up in the gloom, like some gigantic monster ready to spring upon the traveler. He appeared to be a horseman of large dimensions, and mounted on a black horse of powerful frame. He kept aloof on one side of the road, jogging along on the blind side of old gunpowder, who had now got over his waywardness 
So he continued to walk. Mm-hmm. Ichabod quickened his steed in hopes of leaving this midnight companion behind. The stranger, however, quickened his horse to an equal pace. Ichabod pulled up and fell into a walk, thinking to lag behind. The other did the same. His heart began to sink within him. On mounting a rising ground, which brought the figure of his fellow traveler in relief against the sky, gigantic in height and muffled in a cloak, Ichabod was horror-struck on perceiving that he was headless. But his horror was still more increased on observing that the stranger's head was carried before him on the pummel of the saddle. (laughs) Ichabod's terror rose to desperation. He rained a shower of kicks and blows upon gunpowder, hoping to give his companion the slip. But the specter started full jump with him. Away then they dashed, stones flying and sparks flashing at every bound. Ichabod's flimsy garments fluttered in the air as he stretched his long, lank body away over his horse's head in the eagerness of his flight. Gunpowder, who seemed possessed with a demon, plunged headlong downhill. As yet his panic had given his unskillful rider an apparent advantage in the chase, but just as he had got halfway through the hollow, the girths of the saddle gave way, and Ichabod felt it slipping from under him. He had just time to save himself by clasping old gunpowder round the neck while the saddle fell to the earth. If I can but reach that bridge, thought Ichabod, I am safe. Just then, he heard the black steed panting and blowing close behind him. He even fancied that he felt his hot breath. Just then, he saw the goblin rising in his stirrups in the very act of hurling his head at him. Ichabod endeavored to dodge the horrible missile, but too late. It encountered his cranium with a tremendous crash. He was tumbled headlong into the dust, and Gunpowder, the Black Steed, and the Goblin Rider passed by like a whirlwind. That's what you call a head-on crash. Boom, got him. (laughs) Head-on, applied directly to the forehead. Except it's just another head. Yeah. (laughs) Jesus. And then, no one ever saw Ichabod Crane again. Gunpowder returned to his stable, and they searched for him, and they found his hat, and that was it. They just found his hat? Yeah. Oh. The old Dutch wives, who are experts in the paranormal, claim that he was spirited away by the headless horseman. And sometimes if you walk that road late at night, you can hear his booming hum of singing psalms. Wow. Yeah. So do you get abducted or do you get killed? I don't know. What does spirited away mean? He was spirited away. Great movie. The demons Um, just have him now. That's gotta be it. That's gotta be it. That's gotta be it. But we'll never know because the author left it open-ended. So thank you for coming to my dramatic reading of The Legend of Sleepy Hollow. Wow, that was great. Thank you. <laughs> that was great. I love that. <laughs> nice. Yay. I was a, I was a, I was listening at the same time as I was uh, texting Chris to ask him if he could find us some dramatic background music. Oh, yes. Yee. He said, I got you. That's what he said. Nice. All right, cool. Dramatic jams for my dramatic clams. Wow. Sorry, that was gross. 
Yeah, so... So what I was doing before we started was copying and pasting parts of this story because I did it on my phone and then I realized I couldn't get it off my phone onto my oh, computer. Oh no. Oh man. And I was not going to try to read it off my phone because oof. I just I can't do that to my eyes. Yeah. So. Yeah. 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 Well, that was great. Thank you. That was awesome. I love that story so much. Me too. That's what it's I was great. thinking. I was like, God, I just fucking love this story so much. I was thinking about it at work all day today. It was great. Yeah. I've been seeing a lot of uh, Sleepy Hollow art on social media recently. Weird. Yeah. I feel like I haven't seen any. Specifically leading up to this. Interesting. Mm-hmm. A synchronicity? Possibly. I'm gonna go with yes. Probably. You can't ignore it, man. I'm That's like saying. the rule. <laughs> I am gonna refill my water bottle. Yeah, I'm gonna go get Also, another. where are how is be more specific. How much water have you drank today? Oh, a lot, actually, because I was trying to get my fucking headache to go away. Oh, yeah. This this giant mug, which I think is like, I don't know, 500 milliliters? Probably I've 750. Drank, it's huge. It's quite large. Um, 30 ounces. I don't know what that is. I, I also do not know. 30 I don't know how to translate. That's a lot, though. Um, yeah. I've drank this like six times today. <laughs> Just trying to get my fucking headache to go away. Well, at least you're hydrated. Hydrate or die. Yeah, that's why I'm like, you know what? I'm going to treat myself to an alcoholic beverage. I can do that now. But how about about you? How'd you you do? I drank a lot of liquid at work today. That's good. (laughs) But it wasn't water. But I also read something the other day that it doesn't matter if it's water like as long as you're like drinking something like you don't even if it's a diuretic and it's caffeine like you're not dehydrating at a rate fast enough to like offset the fact that you're drinking liquid you know okay i mean even if it has like a ton of like sugar or salt or whatever in it like sodium in it yeah oh yeah. okay you're not dehydrating at this at a rate like faster than you're consuming it so it's better makes- than nothing yeah, so it's better okay. than nothing. When we all those times that we're like, oh, coffee does count. Coffee does count. Coffee does count. That's true. Coffee now we know. Count. It now officially know. counts. Now we know. Also, in that same <sighs> article that I was reading about activated charcoal, well, I already knew that. Um, it also said don't use like charcoal toothpaste mm-hmm. um, because it just like destroys the enamel on your teeth. So rip to the only person that I know. Who used to use charcoal toothpaste? I've never used charcoal toothpaste just because it creeps me out. Yeah. And I know what toothpaste I like and what toothpaste works. I know what toothpaste I like too. None of it. I hate toothpaste. Yeah, you do hate (sighs) toothpaste. (laughs) Because you hate mint. Oh my god. I even got strawberry toothpaste, like children's toothpaste, and I still like hate it slightly less. But I really hate toothpaste. Is it like the texture that you don't don't like? I don't know. It might okay. be. I. It's very like gritty and yeah. like. I'm like gross. gross. But I floss a bunch, so I hope it just makes up for it. I'm sure it does, because I don't. I yeah haven't flossed in a very long time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like the Bob the it's Bob's fine. Burgers episode where Louise is like, "We had an agreement. We don't floss." <laughs> yes. In this house, 
We have bad dental hygiene, apparently. Okay, anyway. They have bad regular hygiene, too, to be fair. Yeah. But they're children, so. That's fair. (laughs) All right. You ready? Yeah. We are. Let's see. So when this episode gets released, this will get released on the 25th of October. Hmm. Okay. So I'm probably doing this a little bit late, but... (laughs) I wanted to talk about how cannabis is going to be affected in the 2020 election um, and like where in like in what states and like where legalization is like on the ballot. Awesome. Um, yeah. So there is a yeah, there's an article called Cannabis in the 2020 Election. Um, it's by Robert Hoban. This is on Forbes.com. Forbes. And it was released like two days ago, I think. Okay. Um, so very recent. Uh, Robert Hoban covers the legal issues that are shaping the global can- cannabis industry. So that's like his specialty, um, oh, which I thought was kind of cool. That's cool. So he says, this November, voters in six states will be sharing their voices on cannabis legislation for medical patients and adults. So six states. Um, as of today, 35 states have medical marijuana programs. 11 states plus Washington, D.C. have a commercial adult use program for those 21 and older. <clears throat> so that's like a decent amount, like 35 states with mar- medical marijuana programs. Like, that's pretty good. Yeah, that's more than half. Yeah, so that's nice. In November 2019, a research study revealed that nine out of 10 Americans favor, favor uh, legalization. Wow. So, and that's like spread between both parties, whether you're like conservative or liberal or whatever. Um, it like doesn't matter. So that's also cool. That is also cool. And yeah. I feel like everyone's just like, give them weed. We have more important things to worry about. At this point, yeah. Like so. the pandemic happened and we're all just like sitting at home being like, you know what? There's anything that I could do right now. I would love to smoke some weed. I would just love to just get high. Cheers. I'll drink to that, bro. I would would be very curious to know if that's, like, something that is affecting this. I mean, I'm sure it is. But, like, I'm wondering, like, how many people's opinions of... I guess we would have to try to find a stat of someone who had done some sort of well-documented poll in, like, February. January or February of this year. Yeah. You know? Well, yeah, because this one, this one where it said nine out of ten was in November of 2019. So like, okay, before all I of mean, this, even like, that happened. is not that long ago. So. Yeah, um, sick. That's cool. So these are the states where people favoring legalization has made an effect, I guess. So in Arizona, four years ago, there was an initiative to legalize recreational recreational cannabis, and it was narrowly defeated. Uh, it failed by fewer than 67,100 votes, which is not that much, apparently. So it, like, almost passed. Two new polls have found that support for Proposition 207, the measure to legalize marijuana in Arizona on the 2020 ballot, is rising significantly. So that is something that, if you're from Arizona, is going to be on your ballot. Um, this comes just two months after a lawsuit was filed against the Smart and Safe Arizona, the campaign working on passing Proposition 207. And that lawsuit was aiming at stopping the adult use initiative on November's ballot. Interesting. Why? I Does don't it give know. Any more details? Okay. Not no, not on here. But the lawsuit was decided in favor of Smart and Save Arizona. Yeah. So okay, whoever this lawsuit came from, 
um, lost. <laughs> so the vote will probably be close, like it was in the last election. Um, but there's like a little bit more reason for us to hope, I guess, that maybe Arizona will pull through with that. So that's good. In Mississippi, there are two different measures for medical cannabis for medical cannabis legalization that are on the ballot. One is or a petition that was created by citizens, and the other one is an alternative that was offered to them by the state. So you have two different options. The petition that was created by citizens allows physicians to recommend medical cannabis for patients with qualifying conditions. So great, cool. The competing measure, the one that the state put forth, would require, quote, pharmaceutical quality cannabis products for medical marijuana medical marijuana patients. This measure would limit the consumption of smokable marijuana flour to those who are terminally ill. So they're like trying to restrict what kind of medical marijuana people can use. Weird. And if they were to go through with that, that would require um, a lot of like additional policies and frameworks to be developed for that kind of program. So that would like just create more work, Mm -hmm. I guess. Um, But according to a poll from also in 2019, 67% of Mississippi voters supported medical legalization, but whether whether they support the state's opinion of wanting to, like, restrict what kind of stuff people can use, or they want to support the citizens' idea where it's just, like, physicians can say, hey, you can use use marijuana, is, like, kind of a gray area. Interesting. So, yeah. If you are from Mississippi... If you are interested in my opinion, for whatever reason, um, if you are a medical marijuana patient in Massachusetts, you can grow your own marijuana. And that is like really beneficial for a lot of people. So if you're not able to grow your own marijuana, that can like be a huge issue. I mean, it's, it's expensive to go to a dispensary. So just something to take into consideration. Correct. I don't know if you've at this point already voted. Hopefully you have because the deadline's coming up. And probably already passed at this point for you. I think it's like 15 days before the day of the election. Oof. Yeah. So, Montana. <laughs> so, Montana. In 2004, um, voters approved an initiative legalizing medical cannabis, passing an expansion measure more than a decade later. This year, two cannabis initiatives are on the ballot, again. Um, one would allow adults over 21 to purchase, possess, and consume cannabis for recreational use while establishing a regulatory flame- framework and imposing a sales tax, race- sales tax rate of 20% to benefit national parks and wildlife. Wow. So we also That's- have a 20% sales tax. Yeah, here. that um, But I don't know whether sucks, it goes to like parks and wildlife. If it goes to parks and wildlife, That's really I'm really cool upset. that it goes back right to parks and wildlife i do not think it does in massachusetts yeah i'm yeah. pretty sure it just goes back goes to back to the state the state yeah okay well um uh, really cool if it went somewhere better but yeah mass weed tax you're looking to see where it goes i am i'm very nice. curious yeah me too oh so while you're doing that the the second initiative that's on the montana ballot is that um it would make 21 the legal age to purchase, possess, and consume cannabis, but it wouldn't establish any sort of framework or um, position itself to establish any kind of industry. It would pretty much just be like, you can have it, um, and you can use it, and you can buy it, but we're not going to like make a framework out of it, I guess. So, interesting. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. Like, you can have it, 
But we're not going to give it to you? Yeah, pretty much. We're not going to help you get it, but you can have yeah. it. Which is, like, okay. not... If you're trying to rest- if you're trying to restrict any kind of drug, that's not really the way to do it. But who... What do I know? I'm not a politician. So in Massachusetts, the 20% tax from recreational ca- cannabis, not medical cannabis, by the way, oh, okay. um, the tax includes a 6.25% sales tax, a 10.75% excise tax, and a mm-hmm. local tax option for cities and towns up to 3%. So 3% goes back, up to 3% goes right back to your town. 10.75 goes to the excess, and then the 6.25 is just a normal sales tax, so it goes back to the state. Apparently, Massachusetts, in the first two years, has collected $122 million in tax revenue. Holy shit. There's more to this Holy article. Shit. Hang on. But, like, that's a fucking lot of money, dude, right? That's a Jesus lot, man. Right. Okay, so the That's sales tax is $38 million. It was deposited into the state's general fund as well as the MBTA and School Building Authority Fund. So okay. that's pretty cool. Pe- um, it, and then the rest of it's like um, county-wide or like town-wide. Um, the law says that they can people, the legislature can allocate money to public and behavioral health, public safety, and municipal police training oh so different towns use it for different things and then the local tax option obviously oh wait northampton where new england treatment access was one of the first was one of the first recreational marijuana dispensaries opened in the state in november 2018 has collected just over 2.6 million dollars in the local option excise tax the funding much like other local option taxes, meals, hotels, um, supports the city's $100 million general fund, which supports both city departments and school. Hmm. So that's okay. interesting. I wish it went to Parks and Wildlife. It's but not okay. going to Parks and Wildlife like Montana is, though. So Montana, like, respect. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, <laughs> yeah, you're like, mm, much um, to I'm think like, about. Hmm, kind of mad now. Anyway, uh... um same anyway so luckily uh there have been there have been recent polls that have showed that uh montana voters seem to be in favor of legalization regardless so that's good which um considering their first like initiative that allowed people to use medical cannabis was in 2004 that doesn't shock me weird because that was a while ago um In New Jersey, in 2017, when Phil Murphy was elected governor, he vowed to deliver on a campaign promise to legalize cannabis. New Jersey's adult use legalization measure question one would amend the state constitution to legalize the recreational use of marijuana to anyone 21 and older. In addition, the measure would legalize the cultivation, processing, and sale of retail cannabis effective January 1st of next year. Nice. So that's good. And a Fairleigh Dickinson University statewide poll published on October 9th, 2020, so like a little over a week ago, found that 61% of voters were in support. So 61 isn't that great, but it's more than half. Yeah, it could still pass. It could still pass. Okay, so this is is one that's kind of vague, um, but South Dakota... 
there are apparently a couple of senators and officials that have announced their support for initiatives to legalize cannabis um, for medical use. Um, but or no, they said that they that they supported it, but they didn't specify whether it was for medical or re- recreational use. They were just like, yeah, we support it. So that's something that I guess happened that was noted in this article. So South Dakota may be on their way to getting something, but it's not written yet. So there's that. Interesting. But the most exciting one is Oregon. Oregon. Oregon is always ahead of the game. Um, They already have an adult use marijuana program, but this year, citizens of Oregon are voting on Measure 109, the Oregon Silabin Program initiative. No fucking way, dude. Really? Yep. So for those of you who don't know, psilocybin, I'm sorry, I can't pronounce it, um, is a hallucinogenic alkaloid found in mushrooms. Um, That's incredible. (laughs) So this would provide psilocybin to qualifying individuals who are over 21. The measure requires a two-year development period um, if it were to get approved for them to, like, lay out regulations and stuff. Yeah. But that's, like, crazy to me. That's They're pretty really much crazy to me. saying that it's okay for you to use mucru- mushrooms, like, medicinally. Yeah. Which is, I think, something that a lot of people have already known. Yeah. Uh, I think that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so in Amsterdam, all drugs are decriminalized. So like you mm-hmm. could go into shops and just like buy shrooms. So that was pretty cool. That does sound pretty cool. Mm-hmm. In February 2019, 64% of Oregon voters expressed support for lawful access to therapeutic psilocybin services. So 64% of people are like, yay, shrooms. Woo! Woo! Um <clears throat> Additionally, citizens are voting for a first for our nation. Oregon's Drug Addiction Treatment and Recovery Initiative, Ballot Measure 110, would remove criminal penalties for the personal, non-commercial possession of all drugs scheduled as Scheduled 1, 2, or 3, or 4 by the Federal Controlled Substances Act. The measure would provide treatment, including housing and access to social services, for drug users while reducing penalties for controlled substances to a $100 fine and or a health ass- health health assessment. Jesus Christ. So, that is amazing. That's great. Holy shit. The removing criminal penalties for possession is awesome. That's huge. Um, that's yeah. something that I think everybody should do mm-hmm. because if, I mean, we've talked about this before, we don't need to get into it, but if we were able to go to a dispensary and legally purchase weed for us to smoke in our houses, then people who were selling weed and got put in jail for possession, like, should be released. Yeah, um, absolutely. Did you see that Vermont actually did that? No. So, But Ber- I'm not shocked. Yeah, Bernie, like, was like, actually, we have, like, recreational weed here. Like, people are not going to be in jail anymore for weed. And Hell yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. yeah. So not only are they doing that, but they're um, offering, like, services and, like, housing and treatment and stuff like that. That's incredible. Uh, so Oregon is, once again, doing great stuff. <laughs> Side note, I fucking hope this takes off because... Um, I really need my older brother put out of business. Oh, yeah. Because so he <laughs> he runs us like a drug addiction program, right? So he oh, like yeah. houses them and like gets them rehab, finds them jobs. Like it's like a rehab program, but like a not a halfway house, but like more focused on like getting people back to being a functioning member of society. 
type thing. Uh-huh. You know what I yeah. mean? Um, yeah. And I think they do actual rehab now. No matter what, he's a millionaire. And yeah. it sucks that he's like, it's like, is so expensive. And he charges people fucking an arm and a leg to come and like get treated for a drug addiction. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. I hate that. I hate that it's like, it is an industry. And like, God. There's definitely, like, there used to be commercials for, like, drug rehabs, and they'd be like, hey, like, come to my drug rehab. Come swimming in my pool. Like, Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's very true. So I hope it puts capitalists out of business. Thank you for mm-hmm. coming to my TED Talk. That too. Thanks, Morgan. <laughs> You're doing great. You're doing so great. So yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it. So those are the six states that are in specifically in the 2020 election, making some headway. Um, In 2016, the election kind of helped us out a little bit. But hopefully, this election will follow suit um, and cause more states to push cannabis reform. Um, Specifically, support for those who have been incarcerated would be nice. Um, we can stop being racist assholes. Yes. Uh, so go out and vote. If you haven't already, you're probably too late because I picked a bad time to do this. But it's okay. Still go out and vote. You know, there's um, there's plenty of like alternate options for like going and standing in a line if you like can't early vote yet for some reason. I know some states are obviously a lot more into voter restriction and stuff, but, like, check your town, mm-hmm. check your area. You can almost definitely still – maybe you can still get a ballot, and even if you don't mail it in time, you can see if there's a drop box nearby, and then it'll get mm-hmm. counted, like, immediately, which is pretty cool. So, um, okay, this is what I was looking up earlier. So, Voter registration has already passed if you're not registered to vote. Unfortunately, you, uh, I get to yell at you because you suck. Um, mm-hmm. literally. Uh, however, let me see. I was trying to find earlier what the deadlines were. Here we go. So if you're getting an absentee ballot, um, they need to receive it. It looks like it varies per state, but the average looks like it's about seven days. Yeah, um, between two and seven days, up to ten, it looks like. So if you have an absentee ballot and you don't want to actually go, I would look and see what your deadline is. Yeah. Other than that, um, if you're going to go vote in person, if you miss the chance to absentee vote, just take precautions and you know you might have to wait in line for a while, it looks like, in some areas, but it's worth it. And uh, I think you know who we're going to tell you to vote out of office. Don't think you need to do much uh, analyzation to figure that one out. Yeah. Um, We're queer and I don't want to die. Thank you. Yeah. If you like our podcast. I'm also a woman, so. Vote for Joe Biden. (laughs) Yes. Anyways. um, But that's it. But that's it. That's my spiel. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Yeah, I think that's it then. Yeah, thanks for the story. You're welcome. Thank you for educating us on medication. Medication? Medication. Fuck. Anyways. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Your Brain on Weird. You, If you are interested in finding out more about us, you can go to our website at yourbrainonweird.squarespace.com. 
com. We have links to all of our social media and all of our art is posted on there as well. Mm-hmm. And it's all very, very cool. Thanks. Yeah. Yes. So thanks to Jess for making us a beautiful website again. Wow. You're welcome. Yeah. It was a ton of fun. Yeah. <laughs> I'm very proud of it. It's very good. Yes. Yeah. The only other thing I wanted. No. Yeah. The, sorry. What? The, only, what? the only other thing I wanted to say was that uh, it's getting close to the end of the month. If you are, if you are a patron, if you donate money to us every single month, which thank you if you do, um, we are going to be restructuring our benefits at the beginning of November. So just keep your eyes out for messages on that. And um, if you're a patron, just keep an eye on your account. Yeah. Awesome. Now that's it. Okay, <laughs> cool. I'm Sam. I'm Jess. And this has been Your Brain on Weird. Yay. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.